What is up, fam? I'm Dr. Dale, the author of How to Raise a Doctor, Pre-Med Mondays, Black Men in White Coats, and the Dr. Doc Children's Series. Make sure you grab your copies on Amazon. Um, I'll probably also post a link down below so you can grab some free copies that I give out on my website, but you got to pay shipping and handling. I'll cover the cost of the book for you if you want it. You listen to the Black Men in White Coats podcast, a place where black clinicians have the platform to share their stories with listeners like you. Goodness gracious, guys. I'm just going to tell you, it's been a rough one here. COVID is just destroying. It's been a rough one. And what's been going on in my head is that old Pac song. I'm going to sing it for y'all. I'm not a singer, but I'm going to sing it for y'all. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. You know, keeping your head up. So that's what I'm telling everybody. You know, um, y'all don't be laughing at my singing too. Okay, don't laugh at my singing. But you got to understand where I'm coming from, feeling that Pac and just thinking we got to keep our head up and it's going to be tough, but things are going to get easier. You guys know I'm a believer, and, and you know, I think God knows what he's doing. I, I can't explain why we get this suffering. I can't explain why it happens, but what I do know for a fact is God knows what he's doing. And I believe Romans eight twenty eight, all things work to the good of those who love him, who are called according to his will. So got to believe that and got to ride with that. And day by day, we're going in, and you know, those of us in the medical field, we're fighting this thing off. And we just ask that those of you guys who are not in the medical field, who don't need to be out, just stay home. You know, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the the stay home, shelter and home mandates and nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. OK, but please just respect the people in leadership who are trying to do what they believe is best for this country. You know, these people aren't stupid. They spend a lot of a lot of their lives. Most of them have spent most of their lives trying to figure out things just like this in healthcare. So, you know, I just ask that you can respect that and so hopefully we can work together as a country to get through this. All right, I'm going to introduce you to the awesome, I'm telling you it's awesome too, the awesome guest today. But before I do, I want to remember all pre-meds got to be on premedmondays.com. Join premedmondays.com. If you're a pre-medical student, if you want to be a doctor, join premedmondays.com. What we've done is we've set up a coaching program for you where you guys get to chat with me, video video call with me, uh, Dr. Daniel, um, uh, medical students will bring on the other doctors later, but right now you get to chat with me directly on video chat every Monday night or Dr. Daniel or medical students, and we coach you through the pre-med Mondays, but we teach you every Monday something specific that's going to help you get one step closer to getting into medical school. And it's not just about getting into medical school. It's about how do you be a leader in this, right? How do you be a leader? And we do it in a way that every student in the country should be able to afford that way. I know that they have a lot of these programs out there and people just can't afford them. We say that's not fair. So we do it in that way. And then at the same time, we're able to help pay medical students who want to be involved with this program. So that way they can have a little side hustle um, while they're doing something that they enjoy and helping other people. So we set it up in a phenomenal way so everybody can be a part of this. And also pre-med, not pre-med, anybody in healthcare, diversemedicine.com. You need to create your diversemedicine.com account. If you're um, somebody who's kind of in medical school or beyond or any other health professions field or school and you want to be a mentor, sign up and register to mentor. A lot of kids need your help. If you're a pre-medical student or other pre-health students and you need a mentor, which all of you should need a mentor, sign up and get your mentor. I'm telling you now, there's people on that site right now who have created accounts specifically to mentor you and they're waiting for individuals like you who who say, hey, I want to be great. I want to do this in this field. They're waiting for you to ask them to mentor them. They're already there. They're there. We got a lot of doctors sitting there, a lot of med students sitting there waiting for people like you to ask them to mentor them, all right? So let me introduce you to student Dr. John White. Man, I'm telling you, I call this one, everybody needs a second chance or I got a second chance coming from his perspective. You know, life's not always easy and a lot of things are going on that, that make challenges for different people in different situations. And 
And student Dr. John White found himself in some situations, but because he had the powerful love of somebody in his life who drove him to greatness to a higher level, you know, when things got rough, he got a second chance. And that second chance has produced something awesome, guys. I'm telling you, I met him um, about, you know, we had the Black Men and White Coast Youth Summit in Chicago recently, and I met him up there. And I, we didn't spend much time actually talking one-on-one, but he stood up and he asked a question. And it was so deep, got people thinking so much, and it really sparked a big conversation. And by, ooh, I tell you, that Black Men and White Coast Chicago Youth Summit was amazing. And the question he asked was one of the things that made it amazing. And after we saw that, we're like, yeah, we got to get him story, get his story on the podcast. He's got to come on and share his story. You guys are going to appreciate the story. Everybody deserves a second chance. We go through rough times in life, but if you can focus, get the right people around you who love you, you can be successful. You're going to love this story. Check it out. My guy, student Dr. John White. John White, and I am a proud black man with a white coat. I just would like to take a few minutes of your time to be able to talk about who I am and the decisions and the influences that have been in my life that have caused me to go on the path that I'm going on now currently. A little bit about myself. I was born in New York, but I grew up in Louisiana. I am currently a third year medical student. I'm doing my clinical rotations in Chicago, and I am set to graduate from medical school next year. And my plan is to pursue a career in emergency medicine. So I want to become an emergency room physician. I will explain a little bit later on in the segment about what exactly an ER physician is and what their role is. But for now, I just want to be able to talk about who I am and what put me on the path of becoming a doctor. <clears throat> so uh, when I first became interested in medicine, I was a very young child. I was somewhere around the age of four to five years old. And back during those days, um, I remember vividly that whenever I did go to a regular pediatric checkup, you know, when my mom would take me to a pediatric checkup, most of the providers that I ran into were of white or Caucasian descent. And not, not that that's a bad thing, nothing at all. But um, when I first had a chance to meet a black pediatrician, um, it, it, I just gravitated. Something about me during that time told my five-year-old self that, hmm, then, you know, this is very interesting. This is, this is different. This is not something that I'm really used to. Uh, here's this black man. It's in a white coat, and the the vibe that I got from him was uh, it was inspiring. It wasn't so much to where uh, the fact that he was a great pediatrician. I'm sure he was, but the way that uh, the way that I got the impression, or the impression was let on me, was here's this black man in a white coat that is treating me more like a son rather than treating like a patient. 
And so that always stuck with me. Um, I knew at least from that young that whatever it was he was doing, I want to do something similar. I wanted to be um, some type of positive role model uh, in, in other people's lives and to a certain extent. And I want to be wearing a white coat while doing it because it seemed to look cool. Um, and so as I got older and became of age, uh, when it got time for me to start high school, uh, that's when I had a little bit un more understanding about uh, what a doctor is and what their role are and such an integral role that doctors and other healthcare professionals play in our society that I had more of an interest at least to get to know more about the medical field and to see what it had to offer. So uh, when it became time for me to start high school, um, I enrolled specifically in a medical magnet program um, in high school because they offered courses that I would be expected to take if I wanted to pursue a career in healthcare. So they these this courses introduced me to uh, your anatomy, your physiology, your pharmacology, uh, healthcare policies, and you know so things courses of that nature that are comparable to uh, a fraction of what you would probably be end up taking in a medical class. Um, so. I found it very fascinating. It was a very rewarding experience. Uh, most of the courses were ran by healthcare professionals, typically nurses, um, who were very passionate about what they did and uh, very caring and just very supportive and ensuring. And they were very resourceful. You know, they were doing their due diligence to ensure that we had as much exposure as we possibly could into healthcare. And so um, that uh, that definitely played a, a huge factor into like considering becoming a doctor as a as an ultimate goal, as as a lifelong goal, as an ultimate goal. But um, that wasn't the only influence that I've had in my life that propelled me to go down this path. Um, an equally major, if not more major influence that I had that shaped me into not only pursuing medicine as a career, but me just working to be a better individual and be the individual that I am today, uh, was my grandmother. Uh, she was truly my biggest supporter in my life. And she legitimately was my, uh, fervent cheerleader. She loved me unconditionally and supported everything that I did. Um, I will be one to tell you that as a single, as a child of a single parent um, growing up in a socioeconomically disadvantaged community, um, I've had some very uh, unique situations and you know, uh, a product of the streets and adapted to life in the streets. And so, you know, I can imagine, you know, for any parents and any grandparent that uh, I was a handful. I definitely was a handful in terms of, you know, my attitude and, you know, my disregard for authority figures as a kid 
you know, like typical, you know, kids growing up, teenagers thinking they know it all, you know. So I was I was definitely that type of individual. And to my grandmother's credit, um, she just continued to, uh, you know, love on me and, you know, support me and give me the guidance and, and just really show the support that I didn't really realize was so crucial and was so beneficial for me at the time until here I am at 30, just longing and wishing that I can have another opportunity to be able to sit down and to talk with her. Um, she definitely was my best friend. And what fascinates me more about anything was just me growing up and watching how much of an integral figure that she played in the lives of people around her. Um, my grandmother was my real life superhero. The things that I watched her do were just beyond phenomenal to being uh, a great wife, a great mother, a great grandmother, a great community leader. And she was well connected. She was well known. She was well connected in the community that she served and she served it to the best of her ability. And so when she passed away, uh, what moved me was the legacy that she left behind. Um, to this day, uh, my grandmother's effects in her life is still reverberated in the New York, uh, New York City, Bronx area community, um, in Louisiana, of course, which is where she's from. And so here it is, you know, it's been well over 12 years now since she's been gone, but yet, uh, she's still very much alive in the hearts of those who are closest to her and who knew her best. And so watching her life and uh, allowing me to be a part of her life and just having the chance to talk with her, to bond with her, really just introduced me to a similar life that I would want to live and a similar legacy that I would want to leave behind um, when my life is up. So she definitely was one of the biggest influencers that I've had that molded my path to want to become a doctor. Uh, so that is in my own way, in my own lane, I want to be able to honor my grandmother's legacy and who she was by just paying it forward to the people who are coming up behind me and people in my generation and even you know, above my generation, like just on a much broader scale, um, not just from a medical perspective, but just to be able to be a positive role model and a positive influence in uh, the people's lives that I come in contact with. So in high school, uh, in high school, I was a very gifted student. I made very, very good grades. Um, I believe I graduated. Uh, I graduated among the top in my class, uh, somewhere around number three, number four. Uh, definitely the top, uh, the highest ranking male in my high school class. Um, so I had uh, four point two, four point three GPA, something like that. So pretty much, um, I was on the path to. I was on the right path. To, for the goal that I was making for myself of, I want to go to medical school. I want to be a doctor. I want to do X, Y, and Z. The path was set for me. Um, I got accepted into a really great college. I got 
uh, a partial academic scholarship for the hard work that I have put in over the last few years of my high school career. And I was all set. Um, I was 18 years old. Uh, but also uh, what I did not anticipate was when it comes to you being out on your own and, you know, you were not necessarily under anybody's structure anymore and you just have the freedom and autonomy to go as you please which was the opportunity bestowed upon me by going away to college um it kind of gave me reality that i wasn't as grown as i thought i was and i wasn't as mature as i thought i was and on that i believe that's a perfect segue into going into my next phase um, like I mentioned, I was uh, attending a good university um, on a partial academic scholarship, but I didn't really take that as seriously as I should, considering the life goal that I was trying to accomplish, which was to become a doctor. Um, so uh, I was 18 years old and I learned for the first time in my life the uh, how crucial it is or how simple it is to simply um, throw away in the trash can everything that you've worked your entire life for. Um, so more specifically, um, I did get into some trouble during my freshman year of college, um, made a poor judgment call, which ended up uh, making me become, making me be arrested and um, getting kicked out of school. So, uh, I literally, you know, thrown away everything that I've worked my entire life to accomplish uh, behind, you know, uh, uh, just a mistake, a legitimate mistake in trying to fit in and trying to be cool. Um, so, yes. But as far as the arrest is concerned, um, as far as, you know, the, the time that I've served all of that has been resolved uh, by the grace of God. Um, he has allowed me to get a second chance. And so with respect to uh, why I got arrested and the charges that I faced for being arrested, um, instead of going to trial, um, I was I had the option of going into a pretrial diversion program. And through this program, I did community service and I took counseling sessions. And upon completion of this program, uh, the actual charges, which were misdemeanors, um, were actually dismissed. And uh, I got my second chance at life and a fresh start. And so um, it allowed me to be able to focus more on um, rebuilding, rebuilding and rebranding and just taking life a little bit more seriously, considering how careless I was in the beginning and how much it costed me. So, like I mentioned, unfortunately, I got kicked out of Loyola, uh, Loyola University, which is the school that I attended. And I had to start over and I started over in 2008 at a community college. Um, and so I started in the spring of 08. And I started in community college and I was on track, you know, uh, the first semester, 
you know, I was at a 4.0, I was doing well in my grades. And then uh, an unspeakable tragedy happened during my second semester or just before my second semester was supposed to begin, which was around the fall of 2008. Uh, my grandmother passed away unexpectedly. And um, I didn't realize until during that time that she was much more sicker than what I thought she was. Uh, I was still very young at the time. I was 19 years old. And so nobody really sat down with me and told me exactly how sick she had been. And so it was just completely unexpected that my best friend, uh, my, my, my second mom, the, the, the mom after my mother, you know, who, who raised me and, and, gave me and introduced me to a life that she just basically molded into me that I can have for myself if I work hard enough. My my main lady passed away. And so it was devastating for me. It was extremely devastating. And the effects of her death uh, not only still affect me to this day, but it also affects my family. So nevertheless, um, my second semester didn't at community college did not go so well. Um, I ended up flunking and, um, ever since that time, uh, it, it just, it never got back to, um, when I, when I, uh, started community college prior to her passing away. Um, so I did a year and a half in community college and then I transferred to Southern university, which is an HBCU in Louisiana, I uh, started there and I'm trying to, you know, adjust to life back in Louisiana at the time and um, really just trying to figure out just life in general. Like I knew that I wanted to become a doctor. I know that was something that I was really, truly wanting to accomplish. But back during those days, uh, there wasn't really much of a motivating factor to really take things as seriously as I should have. And so as a result, uh, most of the days I was either not prioritizing my studies accordingly or if I was studying, I was going through the motion um, because I chose to place work because I was a working man. I was going to school full time and working full time. I was just so fascinated on, you know, just really just trying to work to be to sustain my own way of living and my own independence that I lost sight and focus on my main goal, which was to get into medical school. And so at Southern University, um, yes, I completed my bachelor's degree, but um, I did not have the credentials necessary to transition into medical school once I graduated. Um, my MCAT score wasn't good. My GPA wasn't good. And so um, needless to say, when I applied to medical school the first time around, I did not get accepted for obvious reasons. And so when I graduated, I had a sense of um, a sense of pity and disappointment in myself because, you know, here I was this 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 guy who was voted most likely to succeed in my high school class. I graduated college and. It literally felt as though I had nothing to show for it. Like I let myself down. I let my class down. I let my family down. 
And so it was really, really, really a, a bitter, bitter pill to swallow to have such a promising high school career and, you know, you know, <laughs> just people just knowing or having a reputation like, oh, that guy's going to do great things only to just fall short. So uh, the summer of 2013 uh, definitely was a difficult som- summer, both for me and my family. There was a lot of things that was going on during the time. Um, so to the point to where I didn't really truly enjoy my college graduation because I literally had nothing else lined up. Like, you know, my plan was, okay, well, I get to medical school and that would be that. But that turned out to not be the case. And so I spent the summer of 2013 really just soul searching and having to sit down with myself and um, wanting to figure out what's the next step for me. What is it that I am trying to accomplish? What is it that I want to do? And so my top priority was, you know, getting into someone's medical school and becoming a doctor. But I felt that academically, there had to be some way that I could prove to medical schools that I was ready for the challenge. And up to that point, I haven't had any healthcare experience whatsoever. So I decided to take it upon myself to um, enroll in uh, the National Registry Emergency Medical Technicians course to become an EMT, Emergency Medical Technician and gain healthcare experience to make sure that this was something that I wanted to do. And that's exactly what I did. So I enrolled in an EMT course uh, the fall of 2013, and I did well in the course, uh, completed. I got my training, my certification. Uh, the next year, 2014, is when begin, I began my career as an EMT. Uh, became an EMT, worked on the ambulance, and uh, I would say less than a month into my uh, career did I realize that, okay, I truly, truly love what I'm doing. Um, I do see myself doing this long term, meaning I like healthcare, I like medicine enough to where I'm willing to go the distance. Um, and so that part of me, I figured out just by working on the job. And I'm so grateful for having that opportunity because I felt that was a critical moment for me because I needed to make sure that this was something that I wanted to do. Um, Cause the last thing that I would imagine is to me going through medical school, the, the, especially, you know, going through this challenge that I'm going through now, I can only imagine how disappointed I would be in myself and, or other people would be disappointed in me. If I were just to go through this struggle so hard to get to here only to get here and realize that this wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do. Um, I've invested and sacrificed a lot. The people have invested and sacrificed a lot for me to get me to this point. And so, um, yes, nevertheless, I had a great experience working as an EMT. It definitely uh, put me on a path of knowing, just introducing me to emergency medicine and how it works, uh, the lifestyle uh, the, the knowledge base, uh, the skill set. It was just something that I truly, truly, truly wanted to embrace and wanted to learn as much as I can. So I spent three years, um, preparing for, uh, 
uh, reapplying to medical school, um, working as an EMT and enrolling in graduate school to receive a graduate degree. And uh, when I received my master's, um, uh, it felt like the old me again. I graduated at the top of my class again with my master's, uh, really, really stellar GPA. I retook the MCAT. Uh, the MCAT was slightly better than what I did the first time around. Um, so unfortunately, it was not it, my profile was better, but it wasn't good enough to get into a U.S. med school which led for me to make an interesting decision. So it's 2016. I'm getting ready to graduate from with my master's degree. And I get two acceptance offers at this point because it's pretty late stage in uh, the, the medical school applications for the U.S. I'm receiving rejection after rejection after rejection. And um, I get two acceptance offers. One is for a medical school in Mexico, and the other was for a medical school in the Caribbean. And so I realized that if I want to make this work, then I am going to go on a parallel path. And so with that, I chose to study abroad in Mexico. Um, it truly was a great experience. I spent my first two years there um, taking the basic science courses and I learned Spanish. I learned the culture, met new people, just a new, uh, a new way of life, new adventure. I've never been out of the country before. So it just increased my worldview, uh, my world perspective. And it, it just gave me a sense of pride knowing that I stepped way out of my comfort zone. And not only am I surviving, but I'm thriving. And so it gave me invaluable skill set that I have brought back to the United States and using that to help better myself as far as my patient assessment skills, my patient interaction skills, and just, you know, connecting with people who are not like me. Um, so which brings me to where I'm at now. Um as I mentioned to you earlier, I am in my third year and I am set to finish my third year up in a couple months. Um, I will be moving to Texas to finish my fourth year. And um, later on this year, I am applying for a residency in emergency medicine. So what exactly is an ER physician? An ER physician is simply a doctor that works in the emergency room. And we are primarily tasked with treating acute uh, minor or life-threatening conditions that occur that warrant individuals to come to the ER. Um, so it could be a variety of anything from a stubbed toe to a heart attack, a stroke, or some type of crisis, uh, whether it's trauma or medical related that requires uh, quick thinking and solid training and expertise of a first responding medical doctor. Um, our job is to stabilize the patient and then get them stabilized. Uh, we will get them to the next appropriate level of care. Um, so it's very high paced. It's very uh, uh, it's very demanding, but it's also rewarding because you I, I hear this term. You're the doctor's doctor. Um, which is what most primary care physicians are. Uh, they are consultants for with and for other doctors. And so I, I like that 
you know, I could be on the front lines and continue to be on the front lines of, you know, healthcare and actively trying to be um, a good provider to my community when they need me. So um, essentially, that's what uh, ER physician is. Um, that is what I'm interested in. And that's just based off of my experiences as an EMT. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is just uh, the legacy that I'm trying to live to, to leave, excuse me, uh, the legacy that I'm trying to leave with respect to being black in medicine. Uh, there are very, very, very too few of us um, black males and females that are medical professionals. And so I am privileged to be a part of this and I am working every day, not only to make sure that I make a difference in my community in you know, my practice as a student, um, in my practice as a resident and eventual attending, I'm also going to play my part in encouraging uh, the next generation um, or anybody actually uh, to embrace more of an integral role into medicine. Um, it's best that, you know, we need to look out for ourselves. We need to look out for our own uh, because nobody else will. And so to have more people like me in white coats to look out for our community will definitely uh, be beneficial for all of us because um, I do understand that African-Americans are still apprehensive about, you know, healthcare and getting checked up and, you know, going to doctor's visits and stuff like that. And so I want to be on the front lines and changing that. Um, so I am a brother in a white coat. I am putting in the work day in and day out. And I truly, truly will work as hard as I can to leave a lasting legacy and a lasting impact the way that my grandmother did. And so I encourage everybody that's listening to just take a sit down with yourself and really evaluate if you are where you want to be in your life. And if you're not, then figure out a plan to get to where you want to be. Know that you have what it takes. Know that you have the courage, strength and determination to get there utilize whatever resources that are available to you to help you to become better. And so with that, I just want to truly say thank you for taking the time out to listen to me. Again, my name is John White, and I am a proud black man in a white coat. Godspeed. My man, John White, man, let me tell you, great guy. So, you know, um, Early March, we had the Black Men of White Coast Youth Summit up in Chicago. And while we were there, I actually vividly remember John standing up and asking the question and really passionate and just feeling that. And that's where I actually met this gentleman. We didn't spend much time chatting, but I met him there and, you know, we knew we had to get him on the podcast. So we got him on the podcast. And I told you this story is about second chances. Did you hear his testimony? After hearing that, nobody has any excuse to say, well, this happened to me, so I can't do it anymore. You know, he had some he had some rough spots in his life. You know, encounters with the system, being locked up, um, misdemeanors here, you know, but getting over that, that's the story of triumph. That's the story of success. That's the story of not giving up and having somebody in your life that you love so much who the love you have for that individual can drive you to greatness and to success. The person I'm talking about is his grandmother that he spoke so highly of. So I thank her 
I thank her, even though as as I understand, she's no longer here. But she she helped develop this young man into who he is today. And now this young man's story is being told to so many of you. And so many of you hearing this will be inspired. And you go off and do great things because you heard this episode. And you guys then go on and impact other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. So because she impacted him to that extent, he gets to impact you and everybody else will impact. And you all go off and impact other people. I started this podcast by singing a little pop for you guys. I know you love my voice. So I started off by singing a little pop for you guys. And I remember one thing that Tupac said, you know, he said, I might not be the person who changes the world, but I guarantee you, he said, I think that's what I think he said guarantee. I guarantee you that I'm going to influence the person that changes the world. Right. So that's what this is all about. So because she did what she did to help him get through these rough times that he was having in life to help him, you know, he talked about being product of the street to help him get out that street mindset. Look where he's at now. He's about to be a doctor, y'all. Round of applause. He's about to be a doctor. And people like him, again, when I when I met him last month and that passion I felt that he had, right, that's it's it's contagious and it spreads to other people and things like that. That's what makes this world a better place. People who care, people who want to be excellent, right? So, man, I don't even know him like that, but I'm proud of the man. I'm just saying I'm proud of the young man. So thank you, student Dr. John White, for where you've come from, where you're going, and the people you're going to impact, the people you'll influence. All right, fam, I'm hopping off this one, and I just want to remind everybody, ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Keeping your head up, right? So keep your head up. We're going to get through this. I know it's tough. Like I said, we're going through it over here now. I know it's tough, man. Everybody, prayers for for the hot spots, definitely New York, New Orleans, Michigan, all these places that are really starting to get hit. Praise for the whole country. And let's get through this together. Do your part. Do your role, okay? Do your part. Everybody's got a part in this. Do your part. Let's get through this thing together. My pre-medical students, make sure, make sure, make sure you are have joined premedmondays.com. Premedmondays.com. Join right chat with us every monday night get on the video chat i want to talk to you i want to help you guys all right the team wants to help you guys diversemedicine.com make sure you're on there people always say dr dale where do i get a mentor from i've been telling you guys this for years go to diversemedicine.com get a mentor we've got them on there for you they're waiting right doctors will send us messages saying hey nobody's asked me to mentor and i say hey then they must not want it but they're there if you're a doctor come on the site register to mentor let's help somebody give back Somebody gave to us. Let's give back to other people. All right. So I love you guys. I'm praying for all of you guys. Stay safe. Prayers up. Love you. I'm on them band like a dad, yeah. Only do it like flogger, yeah. I'm kicking flavor, no saga, yeah. Ayy, I like them blues. I might go Janet like Jackson. I got them options, yeah. It's all about progression. Life is like a blessing. Everything a win, loss is like a lesson. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ain't no time for stressing. I've been really stepping. Ooh, ooh, yeah. If you wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. If you wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Black men, white yeah. coat, shit, we up right now, yeah. 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 <laughs> you gotta set you a goal.